Welcome back to Conti Forum here in Chestnut Hill, where Merrimack and Boston College are evened up at 0-0 into the first period. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy, and Nancy Parapese Burrell joins us here in the first intermission from the Boston Globe. And uh, Nancy, as we were just talking off the air, not the most exciting first period, but for Mark Denny, he probably serves his team's purpose to get out of that first period in a tie game. Oh, I would have to say so. I would have to think that he was thrilled, um, not because of how pretty it was, because it sure wasn't, but uh, you know, just in terms of how effective they were. I mean, nothing, nothing. You would take that any day, given their history here, and that you know things haven't gone that well. So uh, I, I think that that's probably a win for them in the first period. What do you think? I mean, we mentioned it before the game. It's been 27 games, 17 years. Merrimack's 0-25 and two in this rank. Uh, I mean, does that is that the kind of thing that players think about? Uh, Merrimack does have a lot of young players on the roster, uh, you know, so they weren't even a part of those 27 games, a lot of them. Uh, Boston College, young players as well, so they haven't even been a part of the winning side yet. But, I mean, how much of an impact do you think streaks like like, like that have? I think there's something that's good for us to talk about, but I, I don't think the players or the coaches really think about that stuff. I mean, you know, it might enter Mark's head that, you know, they haven't won here and he's so familiar with the building having played at BC and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm sure it's kind of in the back of his mind a little bit, but certainly nothing that he would bring up to the team. I mean, there'd just be no reason to. They were all either babies or not. Some of them were not even born yet when, when that whole thing started to play out. So... Yeah, and, and you know another thing I think too is that uh, while you could use it, I guess, as as motivation, you know, to remind your players. At the same time, I don't think players at this level really need that for motivation, right? I mean, two points in the league standings and, and being able to beat a team like Boston College on television, on television, and for a lot of these players who are from Canada on TSN across Canada, that's even bigger. Well, it is, and it, you know, you look at the schedules and, and how tight everything is in hockey East and the standings right now. I mean, a two-point swing is huge uh, every weekend and you know four point swing is even bigger so I think really BC you know just wants to right the ship after the main loss and I think Merrimack kind of just wants to keep the momentum going I don't think it really matters if it's Boston College Boston University or University of New Hampshire where do you see BC uh, ending up at the end of the season I mean uh, they were picked to be near the top of the standings like they usually are despite being a young team but they are so talented and uh, you know either them or BU I think has got to be the most talented teams in the league right now they're around 500 and and they had to win a lot of games for, for BC to get back to and just above that 500 level. But trying to figure out where do they fit, you know, do they are they uh, a threat to be in that top four group and get a bye in the first round, or do they look to be in that middle group there or near the top end of that middle group that's going to host in the first round? What do you think? Well, I think that at the very least they're going to be in the top end of that middle group. Uh, they'll certainly be fighting for a spot uh, for home ice. You know, and I think their problem all year has been who's going to who's going to score the goals and where's the offense going to come from. You know, you give up what. They lost to, to offensive firepower last year. Then Sonny Milano opts to not go to college instead. That was a big loss to them. So I, I think they were looking at the Cangelo season and players of, of that magnitude as adding something. They've basically been scoring by committee, um, and, and it's actually picked up. And I think you, you got the younger guys who have a, a lot of confidence. Their defensemen are, are, are really coming along. So and Demko is always going to be a tough kid to, to play against. So I, I think they're kind of starting to peak at the right time, and and, and I see them. At the very least, at the top of that middle middle group. 
and Merrimack trying to, I guess, uh, you know, in getting back into league play, make a name for itself, uh, getting on television. So maybe some of the local fans who've noticed that they've been inching up the, the national rankings there and winning some games, wondering what they're all about, and, and they're getting a chance to play on TV here, there. I mean, based on what you've seen of them, where do you, where do you see them shaking out at the end? Well, you know, I think they've surprised a lot of people this year. I think there are a lot of people that thought they'd kind of be in the middle to the bottom of the second group there, uh, and they, they haven't. I mean, their young players have been really, really impressive this year. Their goaltending's been terrific, and, and I think their special teams have surprised some people. So, um, you know, they're playing as a team. Mark's always going to have his teams playing as a team, and, and I think that really that really goes in their favor, and uh, they've certainly given a lot of teams fits uh, in terms of defensively, and I, and I think that plays right into what Mark's wants as well. You know, this is one of those years where you have a rookie like a Jack Eichel at BU who not only is, is going to, he's already a shoo to win the league rookie of the year, but he's going to be in the mix, if he doesn't win it at least, uh, for uh, league player of the year. But you wonder, in a different year, let's say that Jack Eichel wasn't here or, or he had you know, uh, you know gone on to the pros or something like that. A Brett Sini, I mean, would he be in that mix there for rookie of the year? Oh, absolutely. I think he's been very, very impressive. He's fun to watch, uh, you know, and I, he just seems to pick up steam as he goes along here. I, I don't think you can also forget Noah Hannafin in that mix, um, you know, who's a defenseman, but by the same as just such an impressive young kid. So, uh, But Brett absolutely des- would deserve consideration for that, and, and he deserves a lot of accolades for what, what he's already brought to the table for Merrimack. You know, I, I looked at him and, and, and from the beginning of the year and watching him play. I mean, you think of some of the smaller BC forwards that they've had over the years, and he fits that mold, doesn't he? I mean, you could easily see him wearing you know, the maroon and, and gold and white here for BC, right? Yeah, he does. He's, you know, and it's it's funny because you talk about, you know, the, the BC four, whether it be the Nathan Gerbys or, you know, the, the long list of kids, Brian Gionta, but uh, I also think that with, with someone of his size, it, it's the type of kid that's going to stay in college for a while longer. He's not going to be rushing off to the next level or whatever. And I, and I think there's a lot to be said for that and, and some sort of continuity that, that Mark's able to have for to have these kids for two or three years and not lose them, you know, to the next level. So I think that's a really good thing for Merrimack. And also for the teams like Merrimack that are working to establish themselves in that, you know, among that top upper group. I don't, I don't, I don't know that we really have a, the big four anymore, right? Maine, UNH, BC, and BU. It's kind of splintered over the last few years, and, and each year it seems like some of those teams are in that group, and some of the teams might drop off a bit. But uh, for, for a team like Merrimack that's trying to get there, it's it's key to get players like that, like a Brett Cini, right? Oh, absolutely, because those are the type of guys that are really going to make a difference for your program. I mean, we remember, you know, Stephen DeCoster and, and what he brought to the table, and it was a shame that he left when he did, but at the same time, you know, he elevated the, 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 the profile of the, of the program, and I think they were able to build off that and get some other kids that they might not have gotten otherwise, and I think Sandy's the same way. All right, so Merrimack's at UMass coming up. I know you said off the air it's been a while since you've seen them, but your thoughts on the Minutemen, I know that uh, they're not having the kind of year they'd like to have, but uh, thoughts on, on what's worked for them and what they need to do better? I think they're a tough team to play against. I don't. I, I don't think they're the type of team that you're going to look at and say, "Okay, well, we'll get, you know, we have a chance to beat this team six to one or five to two or whatever." I mean, they play hard every shift. They fight till the end, uh, and I think they deserve a lot of credit. They don't have the victories to show for it. They certainly don't have the points to show for it. But they're no shoe. They're no pushover at all. 
Last question before I let you go. Uh, seems like a lot of times at this time of the year we're starting to talk about Hobie Baker Award, but I haven't heard too many people talking about it. But what are your thoughts, uh, guys who might be in the mix, mainly particularly, I guess, from, from Hockey East? I suppose Eichel's got to be there, but anybody else that you see that might be uh, might be working towards the upper end of that list? It's a little bit early right now, I think. I'd like, I think, you know, probably as we get into like mid to late February, I'll have a better answer for you because, I mean, it's it's still it's not early in the season, but it's still early in terms of awards se- you know, season, I think. So I, I think I need to see some of these kids a little bit longer before we can make any determination like that. Yeah, I mean, there is no Johnny Gaudreau, right? I mean, even, even though Eichel's having the kind of year that he has, uh, he's been a little quieter lately. Maybe teams have figured out some things to do to stop him. Maybe it's the grind of the season. I don't know. But uh, I think that maybe it's a little closer than back maybe a month or two into the season when, uh, when a lot of people, I think, were ready to give the award to Eichel. I don't think that's the case now. Well, with Daniel Reagan, and now they've had you know a couple different left wings, you know, with Adi Oxenden and um, and then you know more recently. Um, um trying to think of the kid's name. Uh, I don't know that that's been the best mix, but, you know, he and O'Regan are so strong together that it doesn't necessarily matter who you put on that left side. But I also think that, you know, they're going to try to drive him crazy. They're going to you know, hook him, hold him, you know, try to just take him out of his game. And that's only be a temporary thing. That's not going to happen for any length of time. All right, Nancy, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it, folks. Check out Nancy's work at the Boston Globe and also uh, Boston.com. Nancy Maripiece Pearl from the Boston Globe. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks, you guys. All right. Nancy has been our guest here in the first intermission with the score. Merrimack, nothing. Boston College, nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.